Hello and welcome. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, thank you for coming back. This is the Two Beers Please podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Yannick. On the other side is my co-host, Matthew Phillips. Ayo! Ayo! We are here to do another episode of the Two Beers Please podcast. Talk a little Super Bowl action. Talk AFCON title. Spoiler alert. Matt was right. That was right. Heck yeah. Yeah, he was. I don't think I've gotten a prediction right in a while. And, and like a big one, too. Like, we, we yeah. guessed, like, round of 16, we guessed there's 16 teams, and we <laughs> you guessed the right one. So. Went with them. Went with right. the Senegalese. They were right. the one team that were able to play Egypt. I mean, like, Egypt is still, I, I, how many times has that happened in a round of 16? You play four matches that go all the way. Like I say that they didn't all go to penalties, but they like 120 minutes each time. Whew. Right, 100. Yeah, and um, so we'll talk a little more about that later. And yeah, but we're enjoying some good weather here in New York in February. Uh, wish it was a little warmer still, but uh, better than January so far. Uh, wouldn't you say, Matt? Oh yeah, absolutely. The sun, at least in the sun's like been out more. Which, like, January, there's just, like, never any sun. You'd get, like, an hour of sunlight every day, and it was just not not fun. Uh, not I think fun. the next few days are even supposed to be, like, I think it's supposed to get warmer throughout the week. And then I think it's supposed to snow, but. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> New York, luckily, New York never gets that cold. Like, after being in Iowa, walking to Iowa campus in the middle of winter, when yeah. I somehow, when I did decide to go to class in the middle of winter. <laughs> Brutal. That's yeah, I you know that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. It's like what is the percentage of college classes that are attended uh, oh, by man. the average student, <laughs> especially like big lectures. And honestly, I think it's so douchey. Like I think like history of theater did that where like you'd have to fill out a note card and like yeah. write a question, like and that was like attendance. I was like, I I think that's like I'm cool maybe with attendance for like discussion. But it's also just like, look, if you're going to the, like, really the only person you're hurting by not going to the class is yourself. Like, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, that's true. And um, we won't talk about much more about that because I know my parents listen. So we'll, we'll move on from that uh, topic. Uh, let's, go, let's, go, let's go to a little early debate here. Russell Wilson, Seahawks quarterback. We talked about him last offseason, possibly leaving. We're going to talk about him this offseason, possibly leaving. Seattle's a mess. They don't know what the heck is going on down there. Uh, is How long is Pete Carroll still going to be there? Lots of questions, but... Not long. Lot, what? Yeah. That's, I've that's, said it before, everybody. Yeah, the clock he did. is ticking on old Pete. On old Petey. Yeah, I don't know if stay there ticking. for a rebuild. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. And uh, the question that people are posing right now, which is interesting to me, so I want to get your take on it, is how much better a team would be with Russell Wilson getting traded um, from Seattle to their team. So, you know, we talked a lot about great quarterbacks. Obviously, we have two, in my opinion, top five, six quarterbacks in the Super Bowl this year. You have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You still have Aaron Rodgers, uh, Justin Herbert. A lot of great quarterbacks coming up. You know, Russell was supposed to kind of be the heir apparent to the top quarterback after Brady Manning, but then and Rodgers, I would say, the three of them. But then, you know, Brady and Rodgers continued to ball out. So, like, it never really seemed like he really got his time to shine on his own. 
and now people are saying it's kind of past him. So is Russell Wilson, in your opinion, a 10, a 10, a top 10 quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. I think he is. I think he, I think he pretty easily is. Um, when I thought about it, I mean, cause like, I, when I first thought about the question, I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, for sure. But then sometimes you start making the list and like, you do start thinking about like younger guys and this and that. Uh, but like when, once I kind of broke it down and, and thought about it more, it was like, absolutely is. I think, I think I would like, if you have to rank everybody, I'd probably put him eight. Like you said, I, I think there's, I think there's like probably a clear top four where right. like, I, I'm ready to put Burrow with Mahomes, Allen and Rogers. Um, right. And then I, I, I'd put, I'd pick Stafford above him. I'd pick, um, like you said, I, I would pick Herbert. Like I know Herbert's still young, but I think I would take Herbert right now above him. Um, and I'd, pick, I'd take Lamar. But otherwise, like I, I'm taking Russell over like any other. Uh, like I'm, t- I, I'm, I'm a Dak fan, but I still think Russ would is a little better than Dak. Um, I think like a comparable quarterback, Kyler Murray. Like Russ does what Kyler does, but a little better. Doesn't make some of those foolhardy plays that that actually hurt your team. Um, so yeah, I mean, and this happens sometimes, like when people are like, "Oh, are they as good as as we thought they were, or as they should have been?" And no, I don't think that's the case. Like it, it's pretty clear that Russ didn't really take that that step of being uh, a Brady Rogers sort of level. But then the talk goes too far, and it's like, no, nah, he's still he's still a very good quarterback. Um, and then I think he's a, a, a great option for teams. I mean, like as a Packers fan, if, I, I'm not sure Russ is 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 an option. But in in the you know theoretical world, if we do get rid of Rodgers and I, we could get Russell, like I'd be pumped. I, I think we, I'd favor us to win the NFC North and, and have as good a shot of like anybody in the NFC. So he's still a very very good quarterback. Is he all time? Is he super elite? Probably not, but he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I agree. I think that that the hate is too real, um, and I think you know. You look at what's happening in Seattle, people give Joe Burrow so much love for what he's doing with the Bengals offensive line, but the Bengals offensive line is nowhere near as porous as that Seattle offensive line. I mean, that Seattle line is not there. Like, it's just not there. So The Bengals to- at least have other things helping, you know, Joe out a little bit more with that crappy offensive line. Like, Seattle just doesn't have, like, much. Right, exactly. Like, their running backs are always injured, so that outlet is really inconsistent. And, like, DK Metcalf is great, and so is Tyler Lockett, but they're both kind of down-the-field threats, which is not what you can do when you don't have time to do anything, right? At least Joe Burrow has T. Higgins, has Tyler Boyd, has Joe Mixon out of the backfield. He has a lot of options if he doesn't want to throw that long one to Jamar. And Jamar is better than any receiver on on Seattle as well. So I think that's... absolutely. It's, like, Like, also... like. Lockett is a great playmaker, and, and obviously DK is like just an athletic wonder in in his build and his ability, like just the things he can do. But like, there's a reason DK Metcalf wasn't the number one. Like, there's a reason he kind of like it doesn't always correlate having all these amazing physical features that you're going to also be a great receiver as far as like route running and and such and such. Like, absolutely, yeah, Jamar is. I don't. I don't think anybody like. I'm taking Jamar easily over there, either of those guys. I agree. Yeah, agreed. It's It was weird to say at first. Like, I, I stopped myself because I was like, is it? But, like, you know what it is? It's like rookie doubt. You never – it's like Absolutely. rookie. So you're like, oh, but I'm not going to doubt him. Why should I doubt him? He's torched everybody. Yeah. Like, there's not one team that's safe from Jamar Chase. So Eventually, uh, it's just like, yep, yeah, no, he's that good. 
Like when you, cause I agree with you and like you do kind of naturally do it. And throughout the season, I was certainly just like, yeah, he's good. Like he's still a rookie. And like, yeah, eventually it's like proof, proof's in the pudding. I, I'm seeing it on the screen. This dude is uh, like maybe a top five receiver in the league already. Right. And in the NFL, right, you always have to, I think short memory is always the best way to go. I think, and, and like everything is forgivable football wise. Let me just put that out there, you know, since Alvin Kamara is in the, <laughs> is in the news right now uh, with whatever the heck happened oh, there. Um, but uh feel so bad for Dennis Allen. He's going to get this Saints team and Alvin Kamara is not going to be on it. And, um, you know, a great yeah. defense. Yeah, that's all. About, that's what they hang their hats on. Um, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen with him. I don't know, man. It sounds pretty bad. Like all the the details are coming out, and it sounds like he jumps some guys. So I'm just like, this. Yeah, that's not. That doesn't sound great. So, uh, you know, it's not domestic abuse, but it is. It is still battery. It's not, no, like well, I'm not. I'm not. I when and I when I I'm not doing. I'm not like judging the the morality of what he did as much as I'm judging. Or wondering how the NFL will judge them, like because like I, it does seem like one of those bad things where like he could maybe you know I, legally I it's always a question, but like could possibly serve time, which then you're like screwed. But like if he doesn't have to serve time, I, I don't know. Maybe he plays this. I, they'd have to suspend him for at least a year, right? Right. Like, it's so it's really bad. Like it's not like he just like popped a dude. Like it's a pretty which I, <laughs> this is not probably a take to but like he was at the pro bowl like the day later just carefree having fun I'm like how do you i would be just filled with guilt and also like i'm probably gonna get in trouble for that right like i just beat the crap out of someone right and in, so uh, interesting ability to compartmentalize alvin Kamara. Does. Right, he's on the Pro Bowl. Meanwhile, some guy reportedly has a three-inch laceration on his body, and I'm just like, gosh. Yeah, also, sorry, we're talking about this, so I'm just going to bring it up. Did you hear about Kurt Zuma and his cats? Yes. <laughs> that he hit his cats? Like, what a dick. Yeah, he like, just, he just he like, dropped the cat. He, like, dropped the cat and, like, kicked it as he was falling. They took his cats away now, thankfully. Good. Like, they... They took away two weeks' wages and his cats. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, what a what a tool. What like, is wrong with you? <laughs> we don't hit cats. We are pro cat here. We're pro cat. We're pro Russ here on the I here on the podcast. So pissed off too. Like anytime that like somebody gets mad for an animal or like their pet for doing something that a pet like an animal does because he was like apparently he was mad that it made a mess. Like yeah. If you get a cat and you get a dog, they're going to make a mess every now and then. And like, sure, I don't mean you have to be, like, happy about it. But, like, you also can't be, like, that upset. Like, yeah, they're going to do it. It's like having a little kid. Like, a little kid is going to make having a Having a little kid. Would you drop like, kick your kid if they made a mess? Because, I, I mean, not. I don't want to know the answer to that question. I don't. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a lot. People are just doing things. And obviously... Not to bring it up too much, but your boy, Manchester United boy, also looking like he's yeah, got some stuff. Yeah, I'll mention that. I'll mention that at the end of the episode. Cause Perfect. I, I do want to talk about that. I, I don't think, as a Manchester United fan, I, I don't think I'm a... I, yeah. I, I want to want to make a statement. Love that it. Really, that sounds really official. but you know. No, I mean, it is. It's good to make statements and, uh, you know, 
were were we doing this podcast earlier in, in the I would also have made statements. Uh, you know, I'll make a statement as well at the end. I think from from some other thing um, that I wasn't wanting to bring up. Now you're just joining my thing. Listen, it's a good a thing. You're an inspiration. Man, Matt doesn't. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's nice. It's an All right, inspiration. Now, now I'm on board. Now I'm on board. Okay, thank you. All right, cool. Well, let's move on. What are we drinking today? What are we? What do we got going down the old hatch? I got just the night, the nice and, and easy, nice and simple uh, Brooklyn Brewery Lager, the mainstay. Which it's going That's back. Nice. I used when I first had this beer, I didn't really like it that much. Like mm. just, I was like, eh, but like, it's grown on me quite a lot. Yeah, it's like New York. It's gr- it grows on you. It grows oh, on no, you. I know. I always love fucking New York. There you go. Love that statement. Uh, yeah, I'm also drinking Brooklyn Brewery. I went with the Pulp Art IPA because I just thought sounds kind of cool, and I'm feeling kind of sick, classy. so I wanted to drink something classy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, beer isn't the best. <laughs> Spoiler: Beer isn't the best thing to drink when you're sick. But you know, we do what we do for the podcast. Maybe. And maybe. I mean, yeah, depending on what kind of sick, you know, Boot and Rally can can help <laughs> out. <laughs> you're just like you're ridding your body of uh, just all the all the toxins, right? No, oh, thank the you. The alcohol is just cleaning. Use alcohol to clean on the inside, outside. Yeah. I mean, now you're doing it. I think that's from New Girl. I think like Nick does that. Oh, not my yeah. own, <laughs> not my own. That's on what a great else. what a great inspiration, Nick. Nick from New Girl. <laughs> that is true. He is <laughs> that true. is. That is. All right. Well, then let's move right into it. We got a Super Bowl to talk about. It is this weekend. Matt and I will be watching it together. Super cool. First Super Bowl we watched together, so it'll be nice to do an episode after that. And Before we get into the actions, obviously Bengals versus Rams. It's been a great playoff uh, picture that unfolded in front of us. A lot of storylines, a lot of heartbreaking endings, a retirement of a legend, and now we have two teams vying for the trophy, you know, a, a young quarterback on the rise and an older quarterback finally getting his due in the Super Bowl. So it'd be a fun thing to talk about. But first, what are your favorite Super Bowl traditions? Do you like the wings? Do you like to make bets? Do you hang out with friends? Are you more on your own? What what, what have you done in Super Bowls past? Well, last year was the first year I could, like, actually bet. But I have, I mean, it's always been fun to, like, hear about the bets because there's so many, like, fun little ridiculous prop bets oh and i I think i'll probably do that that probably will be a new tradition um and i don't know i don't like say i have to have wings but i do think you've got to overeat i I think you got to go ham on some food um i'd say like super bowl it might be like my third most important stuffing your third most uh, important day of gluttony of Mm. the year behind thanksgiving and probably christmas just because you know, Christmas is Christmas, but yeah, it's, like it's just an important part. Wings are, I mean, wings and football always go together, so I'm not going to complain about wings. But my favorite part of the Super Bowl is that like everybody watches it, whether they care about the game or not, whether they're watching for commercials or the halftime show, or just because their friends are and it's the Super Bowl, and they're like, why the hell not? Because I I, I just love that part about it. Like you just get a bunch of friends together to hang out and have a little like party and there's a, hopefully a good game going on. Usually some funny stuff going on. Usually there's like, you know, maybe one person has a team in the game, but there's fans of a bunch of different teams. So then they have all their, their stakes. Like a couple a couple years ago, I hung out with my friend Evan at his place and his two roommates were British. They're from Brighton. And so they had some of their other friends over. So it was like, they understood, obviously they understood the Super Bowl, but didn't understand like everything about football. So it was, that was a fun experience as well. So yeah, just like the, the, 
the kind of like almost holiday that it is and just like the, the big camaraderie of it is is my favorite part of the Super Bowl. Got to watch it with people. Got to. Yeah, I agree. You got to watch it with people. It's Otherwise, it, don't watch it. I don't know. Like, just, well, I don't know. It just feels like a long time far. to spend on your own. Also, even like, like the, last year during like, co- like COVID, so things were shut. Like my whole family, because we like we were hanging out in Des Moines. Like we were like, yeah, we're all going to like we order food. And my dad, my mom, my brother, like we never all even for Hawkeye games. Like it'll probably be like me and my dad and, and maybe Alex sometimes. So like it's just you got to watch. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that I think that, you know, for me, I have a unique perspective because I had a team in the Super Bowl a lot in the last two decades. And so I was watching. Yeah. And I will hold that in high regard until the day I die. It won't happen again with any of my teams, I'm sure. Um, You know, (laughs) just doesn't happen. Um, Uh, One of them will win the Bundesliga until an asteroid hits fucking Earth. But there's not like a final for the Bundesliga. You yeah. Know? There's not like a final. Like the I I'll, and I, and and like I think I actually think Champions League is probably more the the Super right. Bowl of soccer anyway. Hundred percent. Not or that you like don't want to win your league. You're not winning like winning league is always great. But right, and you have like the World Cup also, and like hard to make a World Cup final as well. It doesn't matter. So um, harder to make a World Cup final or a Super Bowl. Hmm. World Cup final. That's fair because you have to qualify and then you once, have I mean, to... just once every four years, even. Yeah, like, just makes it so, like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And also, cool. like who you get drawn against, like you could just get drawn against a bad team on their on a good day. You know, it it's hard. And uh, soccer, I think soccer is some... also an easier sport for like uh, a team not as good as you to beat you. Right, because there's possessions aren't guaranteed. So when you have like a great team in in football playing a not so great team even if the great not so great team does everything right there's still the answer that the other team gets to have for the most part so like you still have to like respond both offensively and defensively where a bad team in soccer can score one goal and then park the freaking bus and right. win that way and or like you can miss all your chances they and while they park the bus and you can go to penalties and move like yeah, that's probably penalties that makes it even also like tough. That the tiebreaker is kind of like not not the. I mean, I love penalties. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not the best way to end the game. I don't think it isn't. And honestly, it's more fair for sure. But is it more fun than golden goal? I don't know. I think golden I, goal. Is I think so they should bring cool. back golden goal. I agree. I think they should. Can you imagine just like. It's like overtime halves, basically. You play 30 minutes, and if you score, you win. A walk-off goal, that would it, be amazing. Yeah. And not just like a, you no, know, it would just be great. Anyway, back to football. Uh, I've watched it with my family for the most part because, for, number one, no one likes my team. So why watch it with anyone else? Because no one likes them. So, like, I don't want anyone to be around me when they're playing other than my family. <laughs> there is no, like, nobody, unless you're a Patriots fan, like, the it's like Alabama, like, Unless you are cheering for them every week, like it's never going to be like that. Oh, you know what? The random team I'm going to cheer for the Patriots. Right. And like, yeah. And also those people who their random team is the Patriots. I don't like them either. Although I did, (laughs) although I did cheer for the Patriots uh, when they played the Seahawks that year. I mean, fair, 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 fair. Uh, That was like the one time I remember being like, hell yeah, Tom Brady. Wow. There you go. (laughs) Hell yeah. 
Russell, throw the ball. Don't and run it, it, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> that play right there completely changed Russell's career. It, I mean, hey. Kind of. Kind of. Changed the history of a lot of things, probably. Two Super Bowls sounds a lot better than one. Yeah, that's... I know Rodgers thinks that. Um, but yeah, I watched with, with family for the most part. And I watched in New York. Uh, my first year, Patriots played the Rams. And, you know, that game was so bad that, like, I had a bunch of people around me who didn't like the Patriots, plus the game was bad. So it felt kind of bleh. Um, and uh, I also, like, invited this girl on, like, it was the first time we had hung out alone, and I invited her to the Super Bowl party, which was dumb. It was bad, a dumb idea. Yeah, She was bad. great, and she was, like, a great sport about it. But I was just the entire time, you know, I, I had the people that didn't like my team and this girl. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to watch the game. I'm dude. I get way. Well, and like my team, like I get way too. I've learned like if there's a girl that I'm like, I want to like Mac on or whatever, like ever. I can't. I can't be by a sporting event that I care a lot about because I'll pay too much attention to the sporting event. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I watched I the know. Euro. I watched the Euro. Which was it? I watched the European Championships where we lost to France in the semifinals and we played Italy in the quarters, Germany, and they did this penalty shootout that went to like the 10th or 11th kicker. Uh, I remember that one. And I was dating somebody and I think in that moment they decided this isn't going to last as long as I thought it was because I was just I was just like beside in, yourself. Beside myself. I was like I was in I was in fits and yeah. um and uh yeah. And you know what? If that's what you're going to think about me, then we shouldn't be together because that's right. just, that is who I am. Sorry. Take me as I am. Yeah. I am a you. sports lunatic. I do tell people that. Like, I'm like, yeah, I like sports probably a little too much. But I feel like I'm a well enough, but I'm like, but I don't only like sports. I right. think that's I, always, I always think that scares people off more than like being really into sports as much as just like, no, like I can talk about other things and like other things. Right. Exactly. Like, I have capacity for a lot. It just happens that a lot of food. that is also sports. I love food. Love <laughs> movies. I love. Uh, I love. I love reading. I love I really my do. train sets. Yeah, I love. Uh, I love my cats. <laughs> I love not... my at-home magic kit. Oh man, lots of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Um, yeah, and I think the best way to watch is is kind of with with friends who like sports like you and I will watch and it'll be fun and then with some friends who don't who enjoy everything else and then you can kind of balance Agreed. it out and uh and, and have you, fun you, you kind of do like it makes it more fun having people that like I mean I hate when people are just like oh I don't give a shit about this I'm like well then why like then yeah. why are you here but like mm-hmm. I, I like it when like people are like I don't really care I don't really know what's going on but like yeah I'll be a part of it like there's um, that's that's an essential part of the Super Bowl party. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And you have the other parts that, you know, are also the fun. Fanatics. For, the fanatics. Um, but yeah, what do you think your favorite Super Bowl was? And this you can take this wherever you want it to go. Favorite one you've watched. If your team won one, that obviously is like wherever you want to go with this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could have done 45 or 31. Could have done 31 where we spanked you guys back when all the Patriots did the time you guys just love getting your asses beat in the super bowl yeah that's what tom brady truly rewrote he was like no we're not doing that anymore guys this shit's done but that's too obvious too obvious to pick a packer one um so i you know i'm thinking like best game best drama all that stuff i'm gonna go yannick 
with Super Bowl 43. Steelers versus Cardinals had Big Ben versus Kurt Warner, both of them vying for their second Super Bowls. I think it would have been Ben's like second in three or four years. Um, and like few better sports stories ever than Kurt Warner's, like just the, the coolest story ever of you and I and going to the barnstormers, working at Fairway. That movie looks god awful. I refuse to watch it, but a, yeah, a great story. Horrible. Like, just go read the article, like, just read about it because that thing. Looks like a flaming pile of poo-poo. Um, but just really for me, it was mostly just like such a great game. Like had maybe the scariest dude of all time, James Har- like James Harrison's terrifying. Had that hundred yard interception return for a touchdown at the end of the first half. So like, give the Steelers a 10-point lead. Then Cardinals fight back. Fence uh, Warner finds Fitzgerald to give them the lead for the first time, like two and a half minutes ago. And then of course that incredible. Terrific throw, but the catch and the, the toe tip by Santonio Holmes to give the Steelers the lead. And then, of course, the, the win in the end, uh, with I think like 35 seconds on the clock, gave the Steelers their sixth, which is the first franchise to do that. You had Mike Tomlin becoming the youngest head coach to win one, uh, which could be broken this weekend if McVay gets it done. So, yeah, I, that Super Bowl 43, just like an incredible great game. Two, I mean, like a Cardinals trying to win their first Super Bowl, like the most storied, or the like not story, but the mo- the oldest NFL franchise it had everything. Yeah, man, I forgot the Cardinals haven't won one yet. That's crazy to me. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, but I I agree that was a great one. I love the football of that era as well. I think it's it was just like such great football that was being played. I think still like a nice mixture of running and throwing, and not like heavily on one or the other. And j- defense mattered, and offense mattered, and you know, I just think it was a great era of football, and I think that's a great pick. Uh, I did go with the Patriots Super Bowl, and it's funny. I went with the one that you mentioned earlier. I went with Super Bowl Forty Nine, the Seattle Seahawks versus the New England Patriots, and here's why. Here's why. Um, it's hard to remember, kind of, but we had a ten-year championship drought between two thousand four and two thousand fourteen. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of How course. does he have three Super Bowl or NFL careers? Win a whole decade without a Super Bowl? Guy sucks. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. Like, scrub. Goat? Maybe a scrub. Um, yeah. No, but I it was... I already admitted it. It was kind of a crazy game for me because we were playing this amazing... Like, seemed to be like an all-time defense team. And we were playing this up-and-coming, looked like he wanted to be the next heir apparent and so it was a lot so much so much stress for a Patriots fan and so much on the line right and I remember watching that game it was a tense game the whole time very chippy right and then people forget this too because obviously the play that wins the game Malcolm Butler picks off Russell Wilson in the end zone but the play that got them there Jermaine Curse made a ridiculous catch dude I remember that in my Patriots life, I was like, that's the Manningham. That's the date, Jace, that's the Tyree catch. This is the one that we lose on. I cannot believe this is going to happen again. again. I cannot believe it. He caught it like on his back. And I was just like, it's going to happen again. I, I honestly, I'm allowed, at a loss for words that this could happen three years in a row. Uh, and it really felt like in that moment, the the destiny of the Patriots was on the line. It really, really did. It was like three wins, three losses. Ah, you know what I mean? It it feels real bad. 100%. So, 
So it changed the course of everything. And and I can't explain to you, like, I was had a trouble picking between this and the Falcons one, obviously, because the comeback. I kind of thought that's where you're going to go. But I'm glad. Right. I, I like this pick. I like this pick more. Right. Too obvious, though, because, you know, it. I, I think the comeback was fun and all, but I don't even remember that game because, truthfully, like, I was in such disarray after going 28-3 to down. Um, yeah. I don't remember that game. And I was just yelling a lot. Uh, but I think that game... The euphoria I had winning in overtime, because at some point in that game, even though we were still down, after like the second touchdown we scored, you knew Brady was going to win. Like right. there was, it was like, the, this is over. This is over, yeah. And in that Seahawks game, I generally had thought, we have no chance. You have Marshawn Lynch out of the backfield. There's no way we're going to beat up on this defense enough to get down the field again. Like, this is it. We're just, I'm about to watch us Plenty lose. of time. It wasn't like there was like one play. It wasn't like Marshawn has to run it in here. Or were we like they had time for plenty of plays? Right, they just could have run out the clock and and put it in the end zone. And really, that's what they should have done. But but for us to have, I don't know, luck or just the fates or whatever you want to call it. But that pick, I I remember feeling like this is what it feels like to be to win. You know, this is like I was too young to feel that when Brady with those, was yeah, with the with early you. ones. I was too yeah. young. I knew it, but I was too young. This one, I was like, oh my God, we just won. I cannot yeah. believe this, that we just won. This is impossible. And even afterwards, we were so close to the goal line. I thought that we were going to get a safety or something. And it was going to be some dumb stuff. I was like, oh no, this is going to end still poorly. Because I just couldn't believe it. And I... Dude, and I that's... I think yeah. that, I mean, like... Best play, Super Bowl all time. I don't know if I put that pick there, but I think no. I like. I think most improbable play. Like Just, it's like I would like. I I think maybe best play for me might be like the helmet catch. Maybe even that Roethlisberger throw earlier. And of course, those are improbable. But like, they were improbable in like the confines of the game. Just like the fact that he was throwing it there. The fact that like even on this short like. With that short field, you should know a corner is probably going to try to break. Like it, it was insane. And but the, like, there's not that much time to break on it. It like is the it was the most absurd. Like, like yeah, I think the most improbable play in Super Bowl history. Right, and also like, and maybe I, I uh, am misremembering this a little bit, um, but I I truly think, um, I truly think that that. Uh, the person who did it is also something that kind of surprised me. Like, we had a, a lot of great people in the secondary, but for Malcolm Butler, of all players, yeah, dude, to break like, on that ball. At that no, point. he wasn't. He kind of broke out after that, but, like, no, he was – wasn't he, like, almost not going to, like, He wasn't going to play. Even? He wasn't yeah. going to play. He like, wasn't going to play. Right, and then he gets Super Bowl MVP almost. Like, it's, like, crazy. I, I cannot believe – that that game happened and and for what that game meant for us to go on and win so many more yeah i think we wouldn't have done it if we had lost that game i just think that that does a lot to you and i think it would have done a lot to the story of the franchise so that is my favorite and i also i wasn't sure which one i was going to pick but just talking about it i picked the right one so i'm i'm very i'm very happy with myself <laughs> good well done i think you did too thank you well let's 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 move to the super bowl it's bengal's it's Rams. We'll make a pick at the end of it. Um, what do you think? So there's two kind of 
both of these quarterbacks have been doing really well. Obviously, Burrow is getting talked about more because Stafford had some inconsistencies that Burrow just didn't have. And Burrow went toe-to-toe with Mahomes. Obviously, that's that's more impressive a little bit. But um, there's there's kind of inconsistencies on both of their sides. Not always their faults, but Stafford's known for throwing some picks this season in inopportune times. And Burrow, in that game before, in the divisional round, got sacked nine times. Obviously made it through, but he gets sacked a lot. So which do you think is going to play more of a factor on Sunday? Stafford and his picks or Burrow, you know, getting sacked a lot and that affecting his play? It's a it's a tough one to to like answer just because their 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 impact on the game and themselves is so much different. Like you're gonna there's gonna be more sacks in a game, like always. Um, just like the the amount that they they occur are gonna happen more than interceptions. Um, so like there's there's the sense of like all right, yeah, the, we know the sacks are gonna be a part of the game. Are they gonna be able to disrupt Joe Burrow enough to like hurt his game? Where interception like any sort of interception is is gonna ruin your game. Like. Burrow could get sacked five times and still have a great game. If Matt Stafford throws five picks, the Los Angeles Rams are not winning that game. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's it's tough because it, they're tough to compare. Um, I'll go. I I think we. I'll go with interceptions because I think we know like Burrow's probably going to be getting some pressure on him. But it's it's so part of the narrative now that like like when we think about like. Defensive lines spoiling the Super Bowl, like kind of like last year, the Giants ones that did against the Patriots. It's not that it was like unexpected, but it was it wasn't like it wasn't such an we like we were like, oh, we know that Brady's offensive line or Mahomes' offensive line is gonna give up sacks uh, as much. So like I almost feel like the part that it's just like out there now makes it less of a factor. And yeah, interceptions are just more volatile in themselves. So I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think Stafford's going to throw any interceptions. I know he should have had one last week, but he's been a lot better in the playoffs. But I, I think if interceptions come into play, they'll impact the game more. Right. I'm going to go with sacks just because I think that you know this defensive line is going to be hungry to sack Joe Burrow. I really think they are, and I think that you know, I I think that weaknesses get exploited. I think that there's never a weakness that goes through that at the end of the day, you're like, they had this big weakness and it never got exploited because the quarterback, you know, overcame it or the team overcame it. And up until this point, their horrible offensive line has not changed the game. And that makes me nervous because I think, you know, whatever can happen will happen. And I think that maybe he doesn't get sacked nine times, but I think he could get strip sacked once or twice. And that's where it could be bad. I'm not saying he will, and I think that he's a good quarterback in that right. sense. Right, if you bring in two intercept, if you bring in a turnover into it, then yeah. Right, I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't. What if the interception that. goes back for a touchdown? Right, but that's that's less probable than getting a strip sack. I feel like I feel like a strip sack is more likely than a pick six. We should find I mean, a probability. We should. I'm just saying it's adding something to the quest. Like you're talking about, set, like yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, okay, so if, I mean, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is I think that... Because that's Rams- a different question. Like, are like is the, like, is Stafford's throwing it and, like, his his ability to maybe throw a little bit more picks going to be more impactful than, like, Burrow's chances at getting a fumble because he's sacked so much? Because then that kind of levers the playing field more about, like, how much impact they have on a game. Because, like, if you're just talking sacks, like, Burrow's been sacked nine times in a game 
and they won. Like, how many sacks does this guy need to take for, like, the sacks just alone to stop him? Because right now, it doesn't, it, it doesn't seem like it can. Right. Okay, so then that is what I'm asking. With this defensive line having more of a knack of getting strip sacks than maybe some of the defensive lines that they've played? Then I'm with you. you. Because, like, yeah. because, yeah, because then I agree. Because, like, especially like you say, like, you say, like, a guy like Aaron Donald, a guy like Von Miller, they're, like, they're good at specifically, like, strip sacks. Right. So, yeah, then, I, then I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Okay, cool. I, I then, then we're in agreement there. Yeah, because I, because that, that's my biggest worry. Getting sacked doesn't really do anything. It changes the yardage game, which we know he can make up. But if, if you're throwing in the possibility of strip sacks, which he didn't really have to worry about in the game, they played. Who was it? I'm, I'm now I'm, the Raiders. They played. Who did they play in the Raiders, divisional round? Raiders. Who have a good? Have a, probably honestly, Raiders might be the best defensive line they played throughout the play. And then they had Titans and Chiefs. Uh, but right. yeah, and, that, but, like, and even Cro- like Max Crosby's great defensive lineman, but like I, I wouldn't put him at the level of like how how good Von Miller and Aaron Donald are at creating fumbles. Like it's something they are specific, like more than just being an opportunistic thing. Like they specifically get it done. Right, exactly. And I just think there's too many stars on the defensive line. The Bengals might be able to stop one of them, but then you're basically leaving Burrow op- open season for the other one. And if, if they're smart, they'll block Aaron Donald and hope that Burrow can get the ball fast enough for Von Miller. But, um, but his pocket no. Pres- his pocket presence is going to be a big part of it. And I'm sure sure we'll see lots of screen. It's going to be, be an interesting game plan because when you're like, and that's too, like you're talking about like exploiting a weakness. And it's not even just like exploiting a weakness. It's also the Rams using one of their strengths. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then let's talk about strengths. The Bengals, let's say... They win the Super Bowl, you know, Joe Burrow gets the Super Bowl. How do you think they get there? How do you think, what is their best game plan? What do you think is their biggest factor that, that helps them get there? What's one thing? I think there's, I think there's two things that really that, that I think for the Bengals. I think I just picked one for the Rams, but I think there's two things the Bengals need to get done. I think Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow need to hook up for a touchdown. Like I, you know, Jamar Chase is going to have a, a good game, but I think he needs to have like a mark on the game, big time catch, get in the end zone. And, and make his mark on the game that way more than just, you know, having it. Like I said, like he's going to get 80 yards and a few catches no matter what. But I think we need to see it closer to like a over definitely over 125 yards and, and a touchdown from him. And then I think on, on the defensive side, I think they just need to be kind of the same way with the Chiefs, um, opportunistic as possible with like the turnovers. Like when the Rams give you the chance, because like they'll, the Rams will give you the opportunity to turn them over. You gotta take it. Like you, you cannot. No drop picks. No like if that ball's on the on the ground. Fumble. You got to be the first one on it. Um, and I think if they do those two things, I think they win this game. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's hard to pick. It it seems I'm picking Jamar Chase as well, and I'm picking him for a specific reason. Um, and it's and it's not because he's the best player in the game. It's because the only person that can match him is on the other side of the field. It's Cooper Cup. And, and I think for the Bengals to win this game, I think Jamar Chase has to, has to play better than Cooper Cup. And that is a lot to ask, but it's just the truth. Because whatever Jamar Chase does, Cooper Cup is going to do as well. And so yeah. I think if they match each other, I think the Bengals lose. But I think if, if Jamar can have a monster game, I know that's so unfair to ask, but that's what we he ask. He can do it. He, he can do can it. Do it. So if he can match or outdo Cooper Cup. I think that's how the Bengals win this game. 
um, because, you know, it's just going to be hard for other players to affect it as much if, if they're kind of on the same level or if Jamar doesn't have as much of an effect. Um, for the Rams, I, I it's hard for me to pick this one because I, I didn't put Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is going to have two touchdowns and 180 yards, and I don't have any problem saying that. Uh, but but I think it's it's kind of more of like a like an observation. The Rams, the way that they win, the Rams for me all together are the better team. I think all their parts put together, they are the better team. And so for me, the way that you win, the way that Kansas City didn't win against the Bengals, you know, you play the game that's in front of you and you trust your playmakers. And I think that's what you got to do. Don't make Matthew Stafford try to throw the ball downfield every single play. Check down to OBJ. Run the ball if that's what they're giving you. If they're only pressing three people, run the ball. Don't, like, start to, like, you know, be like, we can't run the ball. Yeah, so that's what they have to do. Play the game, trust your playmakers, and and don't force anything, and I think they win this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of, like, on the singing the same tune as of just, like, don't make dumb mistakes. Like, those those dumb turnovers, dumb, like, you might, sometimes turnovers do happen, but, like, don't give them the dumb turnovers. Don't give them the easy turnovers. Don't give them the dumb penalties, because I agree with you. Like, just, like, if the Rams play their game and play like their game too too close to perfection, I, I think they'll win just because I think overall they're the better team. Um, but if, if, if it's also the Bengals are kind of like one of those teams that like they're a shark in wa- like water where like you give them a little blood, you you make those mistakes, like they're gonna pounce on it. We we saw we've seen it in these playoffs numerous times, certainly in in Kansas City. Like you're down twenty one to three. And you come back from that to like in Arrowhead to Kansas City, you're a team that like has a lot of fight in you. So don't give them, you can't give them an inch in that fight by doing dumb things, which we have seen the Rams do. Right. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, you know, he throws three bad passes and they picked all of them. So it's, it's kind of, it, it is something that is uh, taken into account. Before we make our pick, I'm curious, obviously the second team, um, like in a row to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. And ever. You, and, yeah, and ever. I thought so. I was. I didn't want to say it, but I, I thought yeah. so. Um, do we think that the home field advantage plays a major factor here? Nah. 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 Like, nah. Even, like even if it was like a home field, like a typical Rams game home field, one, Joe Burrow clearly doesn't give a shit about being on the road. And two, Rams fans don't fill that place up. Like, they're no. not intimidating. But, they, like, mostly it's just like the Super Bowl is – I, I'm sure there will uh, hopefully there will be a, a, a good amount of Rams and Bengals diehard fans, but it's just like a lot of rich people and and like people kissing each other's asses. And I think even probably more so when it's in a place like L.A. Like you know, everyone's trying to get there to show their face at the Super Bowl. So it, yeah. it there's not going to be any home field advantage for. I hope there's at least a hundred fans for each team. I that's probably yeah. optimistic. Over, over, or under them showing like fifteen celebrities on TV. Oh, dude, like I think over. I like. I think it's going to be non fucking stop. I like insane amount. Yeah, I feel that too. And honestly, okay. if I was them, I'd, I'd do it too. Right. Yeah. Because no, no. it is like a flex. Like if you like, it's a pretty big flex if you're like, I'm sitting at the box at the Super Bowl, and that, like that's always cool. But like you know, everyone's vying for them. So if you got the like the chance, you probably got to do it. Right. Hundred percent. All right, Bengals, Rams. The line is four and a half for the Rams. Who you got? Final pick of the NFL season. 
I'm sticking with the first pick. I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going with Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. He's taking it home. I like I, I just believe this team's gonna get it done, and I believe he's gonna get it done. Yeah, Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl champ. I, I also pick the Cincinnati Bengals, and you know why? Yeah. Because they got Joe Burrow, but more importantly, and I know that's crazy to say. They have Evan Money McPherson. That man is going to hit six field goals and win the game. And like, it doesn't, they only need to, they only need to get to the 40 yard line for them to score points. Like, honestly, it's true. like that's it. They have they're so in a, much. They're in a dome too. It's, that's, he's going to be able yep. to hit it from anywhere. If he, if they win the game, like on a, like a time expiring field goal from him, they, like we legitimately have to talk about greatest playoff runs ever for any player like right because it's easily the greatest run for a kicker i like i think he might yeah. have already hit that he but does. like if he goes and wins the game here this time like it's one of the best playoff performances throughout like you know full playoff run we've ever seen right i mean has he missed a kick in the playoffs yet i don't think so i don't think so so he i think he already and- has i think he already has the most points ever yeah in the playoffs right i agree on it it's he's crazy. It's he's a rookie. And we talk about Joe Burrow being in second year. McPherson. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Who? Jamar Chase. Who? Give me Evan McPherson. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. I hope. I hope we can see it. I would love to see it for the Cincy fans. Um, but uh, you know, if Matthew Stafford gets it done, I'm also not going to be so sad. It's a fun game. I, I really. Yeah, I'll be pulling for Cincy, but but not in like. If the Rams win, there's not going to be any part of me that's like, God damn it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, then let's move on from the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to keep talking college basketball week to week because it keeps being exciting. And it's so, here. Oh, my God. This week's been yum, 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 yum. Right. Bad well, takes in football. That's what Maryland does. <laughs> Crab cakes. <laughs> Dude, I've got a. I'm gonna go on a stand one day of how I think Wedding Crashers should be considered a rom com. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we can't good. get into it right now. No, no, we'll be, we we'll be here for hours. We'll be here for hours. All right, well, let's do a stock watch. Um, you can talk about the teams if you'd like, but I got some teams that are kind of on my head in the same category of discussion. So we'll talk about who do you think goes farther. So Kansas losing to Texas yesterday, obviously before this. And Duke losing to Virginia um, before this. So both these teams kind of suffering a, a stanky loss. Uh, which of those teams goes farther uh, in March? Yeah, that, for that, I mean, the Kansas loss, not a horrible one. Texas needed that win more than anything. Uh, but yeah, that, that Duke, Virginia, there's times with Duke where they, I think, like maybe it's just their, their youth, but they kind of do play to their competition, which certainly can worry you when, you, when you're talking about kind of like a round robin tournament where. The first few games, you're not going to be playing like top teams that it's easy to get up for. But I'm, I'm still going to go with Duke because I think in the end, just they, their talent outweighs the Jayhawks a lot more. Uh, they're more efficient on offense and more efficient on defense. Kansas is starting to play better. I think that Kentucky game kind of woke them up when they were getting their butts kicked. But I just don't have all that much faith in, in Oche Agbaji either. Like I, as the season's gone on, I know we did have that great game against Texas Tech, but it was also a double overtime game. Um so that helps a little bit in the, in the total, but it, it seems like he's not scoring as as much. And it's more so that he's like, it's kind of a, a Keegan Murray problem as well, where he's not asserting himself in the game. 
And when you are that good of a scorer, you have to be like, no, I'm going to take over. You see that more from Christian Braun when you watch the Jayhawks, uh, who I do love Braun. And a bit of like, still a great team, but I'm going to go with Duke. I, I think Bonchero on the opposite end of that is a guy that's like, no, we need a bucket right now. Give me the ball. I'm going to get us a bucket. And and I think he's a little better player than Abati. So I'll go Duke. Right. And I think I go Duke as well because I disagree. I think Abaji is the better player, but but because he's not asserting himself as much, um, he's not he's not you know going to his potential. And I think with two teams that can be inconsistent, you have to pick the team that has the star that's more willing to pull it out there on every night and really like change the game for his team. And I do think that Duke has that player. Um, and I also think you know we're talking tournament. It's Coach K's last year. Like. I think that Duke is going to play harder for. We saw it against North Carolina; they obliterated them, and um, and I think it is because that is going to have an effect in this tournament. Like, I would not be surprised if Duke makes a crazy long run, um, and because that is that is a motivating factor, and and it'll help, I mean yeah. that'll that, that'll help in those like earlier games where it's easier not to focus in. It's like no, this is this could That's be it. my last tournament game. This like yeah. I agree. And, and there's probably no better motivator or, you know, focuser of young basketball players than, than Coach K. Yeah, agreed. Oh, I'm already sad thinking about it. I really am. It's Dude, that rough. one's going to feel like, like they're all talking about like Tom Brady and like we have, we've never seen football without Tom Brady. And that that's sad. Like sad Drew Brees. Coach K being gone is going to, I I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be rough. I, yeah, when when they lose, if they lose, or 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 more importantly, if they win, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a wreck. Be insane. Be hard. Yeah, it's be gonna insane. Be a wreck. They got a chance. Right. That's true. Uh, Texas and Marquette, kind of Texas. Um, you know, in the middle, they, they're not one of those top Big Twelve teams, but they're right underneath. And and Marquette, kind of being up and down in that Big East, um, having some good wins, but obviously losing to UConn yesterday, uh, which was not the best loss in the world. Uh, between Texas or Marquette. Who do you think goes farther in the tournament? Uh, Texas. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a massive believer in either of these teams. I think both of them have a chance to to get knocked out the first round or even spoil the rest of their season and, and make the NIT. Uh, but I do think Texas has has a lot bigger of an upside. That Kansas game could be a big game for them. It was kind of the first game we actually saw like Marcus Carr play well on offense and just the offense in general actually clicking and, and getting to 79 points instead of scoring. 50 points like every other game. So we'll see if that lasts. Uh, but but I think Texas has a better chance of, of going further than, than Marquette. Yeah. Um, I mean, no no question here I'm picking Marquette. But I think it's because – it's also because I, I need to see another game where they put up more than 50 points because until that happens, any team that comes in with a little sass is going to, like, outscore them and they're not going to be able to come back. Whereas I think Marquette, they're more in danger of, of – of, they they have a worse defense, so they're gonna uh, allow a lot of points uh, in it, as opposed to Texas. But I think they have a couple players that can at least step it up in a big way if needed. And I just don't think Texas has that has that consistency yet on the offense. Um, but I'm also going Marquette because that's my storyline. Yeah, you have it. to pick Marquette. Yeah, I, I have like to. they both they both are middle of the pack in their conferences, and I think the Big Twelve is like a lot better than the Big East. Oh, of course. I don't, think, I don't think the Big East is that. I don't think the Big East is bad, but I don't think, like, there's nobody in the Big East really that I'm like, oh, that's a Final Four team. I think there might be, like, two and a half teams in the Big 12 that you could say that about. 100%. So that's definitely something to keep in mind as well. Uh, speaking of Big East, Villanova, supposedly the big, biggest team, um, 
you know, they had have had just such an up and down season. It's kind of crazy. Um, and 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 obviously Illinois um, also kind of having a. I believe they lost the other night, if I'm correct. Uh, they lost to, last night to Purdue. They lost but last night on, but on the road to number three Purdue. Like not not yeah. bad. You're not supposed bad. to lose that game. Right. And Illinois is in the Big Ten, which is like we've talked about notably, like beating up on each other all the time, where Villanova, you know, they have, I think they have a lot of talent, but they are in the Big East. And the fact that they're losing in the Big East is not the best since the Big East is nowhere near the Big Ten in talent. So Villanova, or Illinois, who do you think goes farther in the in the in the March? <laughs> In the march, in the march, in, in the, the march, march madness. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going Illinois. I just said I'm, I'm not really much of a believer in the Big East, and, and I think Villanova's probably the best team. Maybe Providence. I, I am a big Providence fan. We've seen Villanova up, up against some higher competition, so maybe that's why I still just have a little more faith in Nova as, as being the better team. But I'm, I'm going Illinois. Uh, like especially in, the, in this new era of basketball. Like, could you imagine this matchup alone? Kofi Coburn would have 15 dunks before like first TV timeout. Like he, he's such a tough matchup for so many teams that don't have any height. Uh, and then you got all that great guard play. You got Frazier, you got Corbello, you got Plummer and Brad Underwood and that team. They just play with, with a little edge They I think they're playing with an edge because they didn't, you know, they didn't play the full schedule last year and didn't get to be regular season, big 10 champions uh, playing with an edge. Cause they lost in round two or in the round of 32 um, when they were number one seed. Um, and they're still like they're now they're ten and three in the Big Ten. They're tied with Wisconsin and Purdue. So I, Illinois really impressed me this year, and so I'm going to Illini all the way. Yeah, I'm also going to Illini. You know why? Because I also think that Villanova has a star in Connor Gillespie, but he came back and scored zero points. He scored zero points, and so for me, if there's like a reason Villanova would win this game, is because they have the better star, and I think. On his best day, maybe Connor Gillespie can give Co- Co- a Coburn a run for his money. But, like, Coburn is the better player right now. So if there's going to be a guy that takes over the game, it's not going to be on the Villanova bench. It's going to be on the Illinois bench. So that's why I give Illinois um, – <clears throat> I'm that's why I give uh, Illinois always, the edge. You're always going to make more dunks than jump shots. Like, have, like having a low-paced place player, especially when you have a team like Villanova that's, like, and their biggest guy is, like, 6'8", Coburn's going to eat. Like, a jump shot shooter, it's, you're just going to miss more. Hopefully, Gillespie, though, hopefully that was more just coming back from from the injury. Right, 100%. I also think there's something to be said for Villanova in that they've played decently well given their best players out. Like, they they did, I mean, they they won yesterday and and Gillespie scored zero points, you know, and granted it's against St. John's, so it's not like great, but, you know, they showed they can be resilient, so it's something to give, and obviously, Jay Wright never going to count him out uh, completely. Uh, Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing Villanova has going for him. (laughs) Right, 100%. Uh, let's go a little higher in the table, so this will be interesting. Arizona, you know, they they lost at that first one at UCLA, but haven't really looked back since. Purdue, back to their top after a couple losses in the Big Ten. Uh, they get that win over over Illinois. Uh, who do you who do you think goes farther, Arizona or Purdue? Uh, Arizona might be, like, the most complete team in the country, but... Purdue's offense is so damn good. It like just doesn't matter. Exact like Edie has been kind of a like had no idea he had this in his game in him. He's sent Travion Williams to the bench as the scariest six man in the country. Sasha Stefanovic makes a big time three literally every time they need it. And then, you know, you have Jaden Ivey, maybe the toughest one-on-one guard in the entire country. I'd like Purdue to me on their best day 
is the best team because they just have so, so much uh, offensively and, and they're efficient offensively. So I love Arizona, but, but I got to go Purdue. Yeah. I mean, I think Arizona has, has a, has a better defensive metrics of course than Purdue does, but, but here's the thing, you know, Purdue's offense is so much better than Arizona's offense. And we've given Arizona's offense a lot of credit because it's so much better than it used to be. Um, so, and I will give them that credit, but man, Purdue's offense is not only really good, they're they're dirty. I mean, they're going to beat you up. And I think that Arizona's defense hasn't faced a team like that. So if I'm thinking head-on-head, I think that Purdue would go in there and they would, you know, shove their face in the ground a little bit. I really do. So I I think that it's going to be a hard... Arizona would make it tough, for sure. Right, right, right. Purdue's probably not going to drop 90 on them, but like... Purdue's still probably going to get 75. They're, they're st- it's still going to be Purdue's offense dictating the game. I completely agree. Yeah, and I think that's that's really what's going to be Purdue's best weapon is not only how good their offense is, but how kind of confident and cocky their offense can be too. I think that that will really help them um, when they're up against good opposition. All right, last one. Best two teams in the nation. Auburn, their streak ended last night against uh, surprisingly against Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is a good team, though. Um, and and Gonzaga, obviously, uh, reigning champs at the number two spot. Hard to always, always hard to, like, see what's going on with them because of their conference. So, but, you know, you don't count them out either. Uh, Auburn or Gonzaga, which team goes farther? Do you have, and by that I mean, do you have any doubts on Auburn after the loss last night? No, no, not at all. Like, that that's their second loss of the year, their first loss since, like, their fourth game, which was their like fourth game together, you're gonna lose conference games uh, on the road. It was an overtime game where Arkansas it was like the the biggest crowd in Arkansas history. So no, I, not not at all. They they kind of had an off game, or a few of their players had an off game and, and, and themselves too. So I'm not worried about Auburn. I, I think I still am gonna go with Auburn over Gonzaga, which kind of surprised me. But it, it's it's Walker Kessler that that makes me choose. Auburn in this one because Bruce Pearl's teams always have incredible, incredible guard play. He's got that again with, with green and Katie Johnson. Those guys are, are the transfers are just, just killing it for him. But you throw in also Jabari Smith there at the four and the three, the guy who I think should be the number one pick in the coming draft. And then you also get Walker Kessler, who, who I was never all that impressed with at North Carolina. Uh, and maybe it was just because he was, yeah, he was still young and, and maybe lost in the shuffle of, of a lot of big men. Um, but he's been an absolute monster for them this year on rebounds, on blocking the shots. And I think having a guy like him when they would play a team like Gonzaga is going to give them like they, they can bang with Timmy and and, and uh, Holmgren now. So I, I'm going Auburn. Yeah, something I've learned over the last 10 years of watching college basketball, that team that you think is the best team in the league is the best team in the league. So I'm not going to go against it's like we thought of Gonzaga last year. You know, we had our, some thoughts like maybe someone upsets them, but they were the best team in the league and they won the league. And that's how it happens well, a lot of the They time. got second. They got second. Oh, my God. They lost. No, yeah. they didn't. But, yeah, they, they lost, lost to Baylor. Lost to Baylor. Oh, my God. They lost to Baylor. You're but but right. like made, but made the like championship game. So, like, I think we were still right about them. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, fair enough. Man. like making the championship, like making the cha- like thinking they're one of the best teams in the, all year and then making the championship game i think means you're still right like yeah 
at that point, you're one and two, and, and it's just like whoever wins the game. Yeah. Thank you for saving me from being wrong about something. That I appreciate that always. Um, Dude, that's what all right. I'm here for. Well, uh, let's pick let's pick some weekend games. We'll continue our picks, and we'll add to it the Super Bowl pick uh, to kind of uh, sweeten the pot here. But, I mean, we're both going to have the same thing after that, yeah. obviously. Um, we're I'm, both going to 1-0 on that. um yeah after after the uh after the week one um you know you were what are we at right now i'm trying to look at the scores here um you're at five and oh and i'm three and two i'm five and oh yeah five and oh cleaned house cleaned house five and oh you i mean you still three and two still still above 500 so i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it um so let's pick some weekend games see if see if i can keep this perfect streak going uh so this weekend we got texas versus baylor texas able to do the upset against kansas will they do the upset against baylor as well no this game's in waco not in austin so i'm going baylor and baylor just had you know a tough loss to to kansas themselves i think they need a to get you know get themselves right and they're still in contention for the big 12 title and, and the number one seed so Baylor's the better team they're playing at home I'm going with the Bears right I'm also going with the Bears I think Texas again they have to show me one more time that they can score enough points and th- against this Baylor team at home they're not going to do that so I'm, I'm going with Baylor I think that's just the smart choice in this situation uh you have Indiana versus Michigan State Indiana a nice little spoiler team that you like to pick sometimes and and Michigan State a ranked team but they lost to Rutgers so it's like I you know I don't really know who to trust in the Big Ten sometimes so Indiana playing Michigan State are you taking the Spartans are you going with the Hoosiers once again well, then the Hoosiers were I, – I, honestly, I would have gone with the Hoosiers if they would have kept playing that game like they were playing. But then they decided to stop scoring any baskets at, at all and get blown out by Illinois. So I'm mad at Indiana. Plus, MS, like Michigan State just lost uh, last night at home to Wisconsin. I don't see Izzo and these guys losing at home two times in a row, especially to like a far uh, inferior opponent like Indiana. I got Sparty. Right, I also got Sparty, and and like kind of for the same reason, uh, you know they wanna they wanna position themselves well, and there's a lot of good teams in that Big Ten, so they know if they don't get this win over Illinois, you know there's a lot of good teams down the road that it are gonna be toss up games slashed games they lose. Uh, so they need to beat up on the right teams. They got it wrong against Rutgers. They'll get it right against Indiana. So we both got Indiana. We both got Baylor. Let's see if we disagree on this third one. It is a Pac-12 matchup. It the is biggest U- sporting event in LA this weekend. Yes, the only one worth mentioning. If you're talking about something else, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> that that Super Bowl. Have we spent an hour talking about it? Yeah, no. There's. I mean, we just we're just dumb. That's why we talked about right. it. There's no actual we're reason. Self, we're self-aware. We're self-aware. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, you have UCLA, obviously, you know, not the number one team anymore, but still a, a really, really great team. And you have this USC team led by Isaiah Mobley. Um, and it's the kind of ranked matchup that people are looking at on Saturday. You have St. Mary's Gonzaga, but St. Mary's, and we talked Texas Baylor, but you have uh, St. Mary's Gonzaga. After their loss, St. Mary's is not 22nd anymore. So don't consider them there. Uh, but yeah, do you think USC can pull something out here against UCLA, or do you think UCLA is gonna is gonna um, reestablish themselves as kind of the second in that Pac-12? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going UCLA all the way here. I honestly, I don't have a ton of faith in UCLA. They're they're a team to me that that right now I'm looking at them like maybe your three line, maybe your four line, depending on who you get seated with. I, I think they're a, a team that's ripe for an upset in the tournament. But as much as I don't really believe in UCLA, I don't believe in USC at all. Like they they've had so like last night they beat Pacific by six. And you have off games. I get that. Like sometimes the team plays well, sometimes you put it seems like so many of USC's games though are like that. Like they, they just they can't beat anyone really convincingly, no matter who it is. And, and at the end of the day, UCLA still has, you know, the far better uh skill players and, and kind of star players and Chu Zhang and Rockez and, uh, and Campbell. So I got UCLA winning this one. I'm I'm not even sure it'll be close. Yeah, I also I also have UCLA winning this one. I think that they they are right for an upset. It's just the wrong team to upset them. I I think that uh, I think that yeah. U.S. I just don't trust Isaiah Mobley like I trust Evan Mobley. Like he's not the star that his brother is. And if USC is going to overcome UCLA, it's not going to be because their team's better. It's going to be because they have a star that balls out. And I just don't think Isaiah Mobley has the talent to do that against this team. So well, and even with Evan Mobley, it was like you know Evan Mobley was a star and and. It can do more than his brother can, but like then I, Isaiah was a pretty damn good number two, where it doesn't really seem like Isaiah has like I think he's asked to do too much as well. Right, agreed. I'm I'm in agreement there. All right, and we got two unranked matchups that I picked here uh, to do. One of them is less fun after the upset, but we're still gonna do it. Arkansas, Alabama, Alabama, kind of a reeling SEC team. Arkansas on the rise. As I'm currently looking, it seems like Alabama is a little is a little uh, favored, which is interesting to me. Um, but yeah, do you think that Arkansas can continue the good run and beat Alabama on Saturday? Heck yeah, I'm going with Arkansas, hottest team in the nation. Eric Musselman, Arkansas Razorbacks, one of my preseason Final Four picks, which was not looking good for a while, but they found their stride. Nine straight wins, of course, just got. Only their school's second ever win over a number one team. Uh, ES- wow. from, from ESPN, the last time that they beat the number one team was against North Carolina, and Michael Jordan was on the team. So I- I'm, I'm going wow. with Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. They're hot. They're That's- confident. They're finally looking like the team that I think they, they thought they'd be and that kind of people expected that they could be, finding their stride. And, and well done to, to those players and from us for, you know, starting the season not all that well, even with expectations and and fighting through it, finding your way. Uh, they look they look real good right now. Go Razorbacks. Yeah, I can't pick against Arkansas after beating Auburn. I'm never going to pick against any team after beating Auburn. So um, I have to go Arkansas. Uh, I think Alabama needs this win so, so bad. And that's why I was kind of maybe going to go with Alabama. But I think Arkansas is too hot, and it doesn't matter how bad Alabama wants it. Arkansas is just the better team right now. So There are two, um, two teams that seasons have gone like – the exact opposite. Like both had, I think, probably close to the same expectations. I think Alabama got off a little better, and and since is just like they, they haven't looked, have not looked good, have not looked themselves in a while. And the SEC's tough. Like I, I, certainly that's part of it. It's a, it's a really good SEC this year, but they, it's also that they just aren't looking as good as they I think we thought they would. Yeah, exactly. That's why I picked the game. It's two teams um, underperformed for the most part, but obviously not underperforming uh, in this later times so um let's talk then miami wake forest uh you know miami beat oh yeah wake forest in the first matchup um but miami has reeled off some 
ugly losses. Obviously, the Virginia one looks a little better with them beating Duke. Um, but, you know, they lost to Notre Dame. And I believe before that, uh, they had... I mean, they can't beat Florida State at all. Uh, so that's the other time that they can't really get wins. Meanwhile, Wake Forest has, has been, been doing a little, a little better. Um, they beat Florida State. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, beat North Carolina. They lost to... Uh, I believe it was Syracuse by a lot, so that kind of you know throws a wrench in there. But you know Syracuse can 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 have a good game here and there. Yeah. So um, it's not necessarily They're bad. They're not going to go perfect, right? Right. Wake Forest is super favored in this game, which is interesting to me. So are you picking Miami or are you picking Wake Forest? I'm going Wake Forest. I like early on in the season, people were like, once the ACC you know started kind of taking shape, and we we saw that it was going to be a pretty wide open like. Kind of see like Duke and then maybe anybody else. Um, people were kind of high on them, and I was like, ah, I don't know, but I, I'm a believer now. They especially play well at home. Uh, just, just, just like a, a strong team. And, and Miami, as much as I love Miami, as much as I love Isaiah Wong, like you said, they like recently just their their performances have not been there. It's it's just been way too chaotic and and erratic. And and I I don't Wake Forest is so much more stable. Um, and and biggest thing too is that for me, like they just. They do play well at home, so I got Demon Deacons in this one. Perfect. Just to have one different, I'll go with Miami. I was kind of on the fence, but I'll nice. I'll go with Miami to have one different. Um, oh yeah. I think they are they are not I, they they are going into this bubble selection on the fence, and they need wins. So I'm gonna in this game, I'm gonna pick the team that needs the win to to grind out a performance. Um, they both they both might be on the bubble just with how weak the ACC is. Like I. 100%. The bubble, the bubble. That's about like it. it I, 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 either the bubble to me, I can't tell if it's going to be like if there's going to be a huge drop off, like right at basically 68 with all these teams, or if it's going to be like extremely, extremely competitive. I right, kind of think exactly. the latter. Yes, I also think the latter. Um, yeah, but I'm going to go with McGusty and Wong showing up again together and clicking and 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 having a good game. And I think that would be enough to get them past Wake Forest. Because as much as Wake Forest, I think, is the better team right now, they're not unbeatable. So I think Miami just needs to have a good game plan and and really go in there. Um, you know, and, and they'll go in hopefully having just demolished Georgia Tech before that. So they'll go in with some confidence, hopefully, and uh, play a good game. All right, so that's our weekend picks. We got one different pick. Uh, We'll see what happens. I'm not confident with it, but I I also don't like picking all the same. That's no fun. You're gonna you're gonna have the lead no matter what, even if that, yeah. like you still have a one one game lead. I mean, even if that one goes wrong. So there you go. Well, I think next week there'll be some interesting games to pick from that I think we'll disagree on. I really yeah. do because there's gonna be some upset ones. All right, before we get into the cool down, let's talk the Senegalese grabbing the Africa Cup of Nations. Woo! For the first time, Matt called it Sadio Mane scoring the decisive penalty in the shootout to win over Egypt, who can do nothing but go to penalty shootouts. Um, and uh, so yeah, so exhausted. And uh, yeah, obviously two teams that we expect the most from out of the African nations in the World Cup. Senegal does it. Uh, you know, how you asked this question of me last episode, I'm going to ask it of you. What do you think this win does for Senegal going into a possible World Cup berth? Uh, you know, I, I don't think it like inherently me, like as we kind of talked about, I don't think it like inherently means success is coming, but I do, I like, I, I feel like they're in the team and I feel like it meant so much to the team. And, and mostly I just think like this team is really like talented. It's a team that who's like 
players just in general and their like for their clubs are all playing really or not all but like a lot of them are playing really really well uh so i i give senegal a good chance to, to make but they might not even make it because they have to play egypt again yeah and then egypt would have the last laugh for sure so yeah. um it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens out of that. But uh, I think it is going to help them. I think that they are the better team. And I think that winning it in a close game like that, I think would have been worse if they lost that penalty shootout and had to play Egypt in the play. You know, I think then you you even though you're the better team, you have questions about whether you can win against this team. Um, and I think they don't have those questions after winning. So I think the confidence is going to be good for them. I think they make the World Cup out of it. What happens from there? Anybody's guess. But uh, would you say Senegal is the best team in Africa after this win? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I thought they were before. That was why I picked them. There you go. All <laughs> right. Love it. Well, congratulations to Sadio Mane and Senegal on the title. Matt believed in you the whole time. The one here, actually, the one takeaway I'll take from uh, the AFCON more than even if they can make a run is we're going to have penalties in the World Cup final. AFCON so? final, penalties. Copa America final, penalties. Euro final penalties. It's coming. It's a, it's destiny. You know that how many penalty shootouts there's been in a World Cup final? Can you? Uno. Uno. There you go. 2006, Love it. Six baby. Two thousand six. Yeah, maybe we'll have our second. Love that. Maybe trivia at you before the quick fire question round. Yeah. We still got it right. Love that. Don't All right. Well. Again. After giving you some praise on the Senegal uh, title, it's time to move to. The cool down. Love that. Love it. All right. Well, I think I was going to mention some Oscar stuff, but I think we should save that a little bit. You said you had a little bit of a statement to say. I think I'll give you the floor for that now. Sounds good. Thank you. Obviously, I'm a huge Manchester United fan. been talked about a lot on this show and probably should have brought this up even on, on last episode. Mason Greenwood, if you're not aware, has been uh, charged. I don't actually. I don't know if he's been charged. I know he's been accused. I know he's under investigation uh, for sexual assault. Um, I, I, maybe he's. I just know, but kind of some violence uh, towards a, a partner. I don't really think sharing her name is is all that important in, in, in this. Uh, but I think what is important is uh, us here at Two Beers, please. Up, hundred percent support her and and support victims and then support believing in people when when they make these sort of claims and. Uh, I have to say, I've been extremely happy with how you, I mean, there's a lot of times your teams don't do this stuff right. And and I've been very happy with the, you know, this, the point of this isn't to applaud Manchester United, but I've been, I've, you know, as soon as, as all this came out, they took him out of the lineup and he, he hasn't really been a part of the team since then. Um, uh, which is how I, but more of the reason I applaud them is it's just because that that's how it should be done. Um, and, uh, Believe, believe uh, victims, believe people like that, and uh, we we support you here. Yeah, 100%, and um, I'm glad you said that, and it, it brought up something, because I also mentioned it, but not really said a statement about it. Uh, there's a reason that when we talked about the Australian Open, I didn't talk about Alexander Zvera very much, and I didn't wasn't behind him uh, for the same reason, you know, um, obviously a little different situation, domestic assault um different situation but but all the same um until those situations get you know resolved and everything i'm always going to believe um you know victims and i think that you know it it doesn't matter how much of a fan you are of a team obviously Zverev is not like my biggest sports team but if that happened at bayern munich if it was Lewandowski, if it was muller if it was whatever um you know 
you have to be able to separate sports and the real world. And I think that it's too, uh, um, shows you on both of those times that like, that's where we both stand. And, uh, I think that's where everyone should stand, especially when these things start to come out in the sports world, because they do often. And, and I feel like we get into a conversation about sports merit and, and like real life implications of horrible events. And like those two things are not in the same conversation together. Those two no. things are not in the same conversation, conversations together. And like, even as like, I like, as you know, going like, when I first heard about it and reading about us, there was there is a small this small moment where in the back of my head, and I think more more as a Manchester United fan, but, but you know, as I was, I was like, gosh, what like what an idiot for ruining his career. And like immediately I was like, that is not the point of it. Like that is not what should be the takeaway of, of this at all. Um and then again, I think the most most important thing thing is is to to listen to to, to people like that and then believe them and and we, we certainly do here at Two Beers. Yeah, I love that, man. All right, with that, let's move into the quickfire questions. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. I, I, have some, I have some good ones here. Uh, two football, one basketball. Let's start with the Super Bowl question. Who will have more sacks, Aaron Donald or the Bengals defense? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to go Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald's gonna. <laughs> well, I'm picking the Bengals, but I think Aaron Donald's still gonna make. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow's gonna get sacked. That like, gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, and I and I was in my head. I thought this is like you know one person versus the whole defense. But like, how many sacks is the Bengals defense gonna get? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Maybe one or two. So you know, I think Donald will Go have Donald. at least two. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, cool. He's gonna have um, he's gonna have more than equal to or more than at least like you know the the greater than sign with the line underneath. I love that. I love that answer. I'll I'll definitely take it. Um, Perfect. Okay, we got three basketball trios in 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 trouble. We got a Lakers trio where LeBron's like we can't match up to this team ever, and we got a Nets trio where it looks like Harden's screaming and yelling to get out of Brooklyn. Which team? Which trio lasts longer? Is my question. Uh, probably the Lakers because I did seem like Harden. I think this might be his day on last day in Brooklyn. So it, it see it seems more like Harden is trying to force his way out, and like that alone just makes me think that it'll end in a divorce quicker than because the, the Lakers I think are still like maybe hopeful that this would all. I don't think Russ wants to leave all that much, so I'll, I'll go the the big three of, of Brooklyn, which like never was a big three. No, it never was. It, you can't you can't even like. You can't even mention it, but the you know what the good thing big three. You know what you can you can hang your hat on though. At the end of the day, I think the most likely guy to stay there is Kevin Durant, and that's a good thing for Brooklyn. Oh yeah, they got Durant signed up, and like he's the most important of those three, easily, easily. easily. So so now you can really just get pieces to put around him with the trades of these two. I mean, who knows what happens with Kyrie? Obviously, after this season, because Brooklyn's put up with a lot in that situation. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's not the end of the world or anything. Um, I have one more question on that question. Who do you think which team like loses both like two of the three stars faster? You know what I mean? Because if if they lose Harden, do you think that it ends up being just KD or just Kyrie first, or that it ends up being like just LeBron or AD or Russell first? I don't know. I don't really think. AD or LeBron are going anywhere. Okay. Uh, and I don't, I don't really think just because Harden leaves, Kyrie's gonna like. I 
Kyrie's such a hard dude to read, but like, I don't know, maybe hopefully Kyrie would be like, the Nets have dealt with my bullshit all year. I'll show a little uh, loyalty, but you never, Kyrie's too tough to read. So I think, I think just, yeah, because Kyrie is who he is, I'll, I'll go with just the Nets in general to, and yeah, I like, I, I, LeBron wants to be in LA until he retires and, I know Anthony Davis has struggled, but he's still a pretty good piece to to have around. Right, hundred percent. All right, last one. Kyler Murray scrubbing his social media of uh, of any Cardinals <laughs> any Cardinals mentions. Right, so we have to put him on like the what's going on list. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo basically said he's getting traded. You know, Matthew Stafford definitely staying. Um, so my question, and Russell Wilson, we'll see. So my question is, you got four NFC West quarterbacks in that mix. How many will still be in the NFC West next year? Uh, two. You think two? You think Wilson and Stafford? No, I think Murray and Stafford. I don't think Murray's going anywhere. Why do you do that then? That's so I, I have no idea, but like, I also don't really think Arizona's going to be like, okay, we'll trade you number one pick who we've tried to build a team around, like, I think they'll just be like, no. Yeah. So, like, he might not play, but he's going to be on Arizona next year. I that There's no – I don't see any way that he, he won't be. Um, and I, I don't know if Russell leave, but I'll, I'll be – like you said, Jimmy's gone. It's three at the most, so I'll, I'll be fun with it. I'll say two. Right. I thought it would be interesting if you said three because, I mean, if Kyler tried to force a trade, wouldn't it be funny if the Cardinals and the Seahawks didn't, just did a straight swap? An interdivisional trade of their quarterbacks. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be the most despised trade of all time. It would. It would. But I still think Russell Wilson would take the Cardinals farther than Kyler has. I do too. I mean, you know, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. And Cliff Kingsbury's dumb, so he needs a quarterback who knows what he's doing out there. Um, All right, quick fire questions are over. Hot seat has been turned down, and we are out of here in the two beers please podcast thank you for joining us as for always stay safe uh wear a mask and and start to enjoy that weather and uh hopefully you are watching the super bowl with some loved ones and if you're not you know call us up we'll we'll facetime you and uh and talk stuff um i really hope somebody does that i hope someone does i'm all alone okay i guess we did say we'd facetime i mean we did say and like i don't know about that I don't either. I think that'd be fun. And we could we only have to use one phone since we'll be together. It'd be great. Um, I think it's all set up. So thank you so much. Matt, you got anything last thing to say? Cheers, y'all.